Hey, welcome back, everybody. My name is Matthew. I'm Walter. Hey, guys. And this is to promote Total Fitness Podcast. And today is part number two of our question and answer. Uh, so we'll get right into it. And our first question is, uh, I mean, we may as well just start with what we were just talking about. I have no motivation to work out at the moment or diet, and I feel myself getting depressed because of it. How do we, or how can this person force themselves to actually do it? Okay. So, do you want to start, or? Uh, sure. I mean, in a normal world, I would say things like, well, just get up and do it. Just make yourself do it, because once you get moving, you are going to feel better. And that does more or less still hold true. Um, but the methodology has changed, you know? If you're not a runner, if you're not someone who, who is going to be uh, doing a lot of uh, body weight workouts at home, how do you then turn around and do something to get yourself active? And the only thing I can talk about is walking. I mean, I'm walking two, two and a half hours a day now and uh, exploring the city, uh, not talking to anybody, uh, but at least being out in fresh air and with some sunlight on my face, and maybe it's a little chilly, it's Canada, but uh, it's not bad, you know, once you get moving, it, it, it helps. And I think if you can start off with a five minute walk, oh really? Wake up, Matthew. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you can start with a five minute walk, turn into a 10 minute walk, turn into, you know, 20, whatever, as you're going along, then that's better. Don't think I have to go out and walk for an hour. Ah. Because just like every other form of exercise, if you overdo it from the start, you're going to have a problem maintaining it. So just take five minutes, go outside, do it twice a day. Um, if you're sitting at the TV, get up and stretch. Don't just get up, go to the bathroom, go back to the chair, sit down in front of the TV. Netflix is not real life. Yeah. You know, yeah. neither is CNN. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we, we talked about this two episodes ago. And our biggest thing is, this is not real. I mean, it's real, but it's like, we're not used to this. We, we, nobody's ever been through something like this, right? And I think the biggest issue when you're, if you already had trouble working out, if you already had trouble dieting, but you had a goal in mind, then yeah, you were able to keep pushing yourself because you had a set goal and you know how to get it. It was, you would do these workouts in the gym, you would do this diet with this food, but now it's, you don't have a gym and you may only have resistance bands or you may only have your body weight. And the diet is definitely going to change because there's only lean ground beef instead of flank steak or extra lean ground beef, you know, stuff like that. So it's like what we mentioned. Um, everybody's pretty much in the same boat. Everybody is going to be set back from what their real goal is, unless you are the 1% who has access to everything in your life has not changed one bit. Um, you need to adjust your goals and you need to adjust them accordingly. If your goal was to lose weight, then this is a great time to do it. Because like Walter said, it comes down to a lot more cardio, really. I mean, you could go out for five minute walks to start, 10 minute walks and just increase that way, right? And that's going to burn calories. Walking burns calories. If the diet is your issue, 
then the best thing you can do is have a meal before you go to the grocery store. Go to the grocery store, buy the food that you need to buy, not the junk food. And because you've already eaten and you're not hungry, you're not going to think about, ooh, those cookies look really good. You're going to go in and you're going to avoid those cookies because you're like, you know what? I, I already ate. I don't really feel hungry, so I'm not even going to think about them. I mean, it's, you know, oversimplified, but that is the basic idea there. And you go into the grocery store and you buy what you need to buy. And it's just that. You just buy what you need and you go home and that's all you have. If you do overeat, then it's on healthier food. It's on cleaner food. It's on less calorie-dense food. If you have a tub of peanut butter, obviously that's not that's a lot of calories. But if you know you have an issue with peanut butter and snacking on peanut butter, don't buy the peanut butter. Instead, for fats, use olive oil or use avocado, something like that. If you have an issue with eating bread, but you like bread in the morning, buy low-calorie bread, buy rye bread. Um, take only what you need out and freeze the rest. You know, stuff like this. So there is ways around it. You just have to adjust accordingly and make sure your goals are what they need to be for what the time is. I think the self-control part comes when it's in between meals, not during meals. And yeah. I can prep my meals for whatever point during the day on the schedule that I have. That doesn't stop me from going and opening the fridge just because I'm bored, I have to get up, whatever, um, yeah. and checking out what's in the fridge. And that's when it's dangerous. Not, you should not be going into it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, at the beginning of this thing, I did a ton of baking and gained weight. Um, I've since learned how to make angel food cake, which is a lot healthier. And, and I had something to do with it. Um, but uh, I'm not baking as much. I don't then have it in the house. I'm yeah. not going to eat it. No. Yeah. Um, and the other thing you mentioned is, you know, you're bored, so you get up and you're like, what's in the fridge? And you close the fridge. And it's like, I haven't been to the fridge in five minutes. What's in the fridge? Right? It's the same idea. You, If you're bored, you're going to go on Instagram and you close Instagram. Then literally two seconds later, you open Instagram because what's new? Right? If you're bored, you're going to do the same thing with your fridge. If you're bored and hungry, it's going to be even worse because you're like, I'm going to open the fridge and I'm going to just have one, uh, or you open your cupboard and you're like, I'm just going to have one cookie. And then you go sit down and you're like, mm, what's the harm in two? And then it just snowballs into an effect of you just ate an entire box of cookies and you're on the couch watching Netflix and you haven't worked out and you're just going to gain weight because of that. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, basically, it's not easy, but if you can stay, again, it's, it doesn't have to be productive, it's just stay busy. If you can stay productive, that's amazing. But again, if it stresses you out, then don't worry about it. If you can stay busy by reading, stay busy by doing something like, if you play an instrument, practice your instrument, uh, phone, uh, phone friends, you know, do stuff that you don't associate with eating. Right, and I'm I'm sure 99% of you do not associate eating with reading a book. If you do, then okay, don't choose that. Right, it's it's just realizing what your triggers are and how you associate. Just do something else that doesn't, and yeah, it may not be the top priority on your list, and you may want to watch Netflix, but again, is it in your best interest? Probably not. So do something else. Um, I, I just want to talk about the concept of the depression over it as well. 
Um, there's a really great piece of writing that I know uh, called Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow, which states that yesterday cannot be changed. It's done. It's over with. Tomorrow can't be affected because it's not here yet. There's only today. And if you're getting depressed, you're getting depressed over what you did yesterday. You're not getting depressed over what you did today, generally speaking. Right. Um, you cannot change that by being depressed. It is not going to affect anything by your being depressed, except that you will then continue to color today and then probably eat more and not exercise again today, using yesterday as the excuse. You can change anything right now just by getting up and going out the door with a mask. Wash your hands when you come back. You can change anything by doing a stretch instead of opening the fridge, by calling a friend instead of opening the fridge. Yeah. Um, you know, any of those things. And I mean, I have pictures of myself in my best fighting shape on my fridge so that I don't open the fridge half the time. But, you know, whatever you can do to make it easier to stay on track, whether it's posting a picture of what you want to look like um, or just being aware of what your goals are, write down your goals, put them on a piece of paper, put them on your fridge. And that way you can keep them in your mind as you go through the day. Um, yeah. It's much easier. But to be depressed over, I didn't accomplish what I aimed to accomplish, it's not going to change it. It's not going to help you change it and make it into you did accomplish. You can only accomplish now. Yeah. Right now. So choose that um, and put a smile on your face. Yeah. We, we have a lot. We're all alive. You know, we're not certain people in Nova Scotia. We're not sitting in a hospital intubated uh, and unable to breathe. Those of us who are watching this, I'm assuming, are all still reasonably healthy in quarantine and um, or lockdown or whatever you want to call it. Um, we're keeping ourselves safe. Uh, depression is not going to help any of us. Yeah, that's a really good point. You brought up that, yeah, yesterday or the past is, you know, you can't change the past. It's what it was. I would get depressed thinking about my future because of how I had been acting, though, right? And so when my depression would hit because, you know, I cheated on a meal, I thought, how is it going to affect my future? And I completely lost sight of I have the ability right now in this very moment to actually change something. But because I was so focused on the future and I was so focused on the past affecting that, I wasn't focused on I can affect everything just by doing something differently right now. Yeah. And it's a good it's a good reminder to be you just have to be able to and it's not easy. You have to force yourself out. You have to you have to really put in the work to get yourself out and you know, write it on a piece of paper and throw it on your fridge, write it and put it on the mirror. Post, take a picture of yourself of what you look like now. And if you do not want to look like that, post it on your mirror because you'll have a shower, you'll wash your hands at least once a day. Post that picture on your mirror and you have to stare at that every time you use the bathroom. And that will be a decent enough reminder to be like, this was my past, it's not going to be my future and it's not going to be my present, right? So yeah, that's a really good point. Anything else? I think that's it for me for that. Yeah. Hold on. All right. That's better. All good. Lighting. <laughs> All right. This was an older question. Uh, again, 
we've been getting these questions over the past few a little bit, so we've just kind of compiled them into this Q and A now. Um, but this was a question on what's your thoughts on body positivity? I think it's dangerous. That's hard. So uh, it is hard. Yeah. I've... It is. I. Uh, it's dangerous. What it's become is is dangerous. Because what it's become is no matter what you are, who you are, how bad you your health is, how how overweight, how obese you become, you are still healthy. Because it's switched from being happy and self-confident to lying to yourself about how healthy and how good you feel based on how you are now and if that makes if that doesn't make sense let me clarify so i'm not going to use any names i don't want to but let's say supermodel a is on the cover of very prominent fashion magazine okay (laughs) um (laughs) she is right in the headline is body positivity i feel great this is my best life and that is a fucking lie i'm so again this is all my opinion maybe it is your best life but i highly highly doubt that being 400 plus pounds at five foot two is living your best life the fact that you may not be able to get upstairs and i know because there's videos out there of this of certain person walking upstairs barely able to make it to the top of the stairs because of how out of breath they are that is not really your best life. Um, sure, right now, your doctor may say you're totally healthy. But again, is that not going to be cha- That could change tomorrow. That could change in 10 years, in 15 years, if you keep up this lifestyle, right? So I think the body positivity movement came out of a lot of people want needing to give themselves self-confidence and accept this is the way they are. They aren't going to be perfect like a lot of the media portrays people to be. Even supermodels aren't, aren't perfect. They are not perfect. They still have their own issues. Maybe 0.001% of these people are like just genetically blessed and they're like they're amazing and perfect and they are the perfect specimen. Sure, whatever. But there are still a lot of models with a lot of self-image issues like it goes both ways, right? So if you're skinny or if you are in great shape or if you're overweight and out of shape, like every every range on that spectrum needs the body positivity movement. But I think it's dangerous to say I am great where I'm at, I'm healthy where I'm at, I am satisfied where I'm at, but not wanting to improve on that. And I think that's the biggest issue is I'm overweight and I've gained weight, and you know what? Fuck you all. I'm confident. I'm sexy. I'm healthy. And this is me living my best life. This is how I'm going to continue living. That is not a healthy B in your best interest. And C, it's it's the, it's not the movement that was started. Right? Like, you can say, and again, we'll get in, because the next question, we'll get into this too. I was never happy with any of my progress because I was never Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was never Juan Morel. I was never these bodybuilders that I looked up to that I wanted to look like. 
I was never happy with that progress. So I kept shitting on myself and my, my self-confidence was at an all-time low, low for about six, seven years because I just never accepted that. Yeah, I don't look like them, but I still come quite a long way. So I should be confident in how I become, but I still should push for more. Right. And that's what I think the, the, that movement started off as. And, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Flaws are part of life. And yeah, it's just turned into something that is very dangerous, in my opinion. Okay. Um, hopefully I, I came across the way I wanted to, but yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I agree and I, I disagree. I don't know. It's a really hard, hard road. To my mind, it all came out of uh, an opposition to body shaming. Yeah. You know, fat shaming people. Um, rarely do we ever skinny shame people, although you can attest to the fact that we do. Yeah. Maybe more so with men than with women. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I honestly, I agree. Like, the only person who can really, should really be telling you that you're too fat is your doctor. Yeah. If you're unhealthy, your doctor should be telling you. Um, but in all honesty, if you can't walk up those stairs, if you can't do other things, um, then there is an issue and you are not healthy. You may have great self-confidence. You may be a really talented singer. You may be so many things, but you still are taking yourself you're putting yourself at a level where you might not live as long yeah because of the the, the lifestyle that you're choosing to live yeah and I think sorry i just got who you're talking about with the singer portion anyway yeah. continue yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so uh you know and and i i i agree that self-confidence and belief in self is a is a major factor and let's face it 99% of us who are working towards these bodies are doing it because we're looking for more self-confidence in ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I, I find for me, the confidence actually has not come from the fact that my body has turned into what it has. The confidence comes from the fact that I had the nerve and the drive to keep doing this day after day after day for years. Yeah. You know, that's where real confidence can come. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, Unfortunately, I think it's gone too far. It has gone too far in the movement, rather, has gone too far in that um, we're not supposed to ever notice that someone may be critically obese. Mm -hmm. But we are allowed to be shamed for being gym freaks and wanting to work out all the time and being... Uh, you know, to into ourselves and all those things. Yeah. Can I is the exact opposite of the problem, yeah. but it's part of the same thing. Can I put something in really quick? The amount of people I've had tell me, and it has not been people who are Olympic swimmers and always in top perfect health, right? It's people that we're talking about here who have told me bodybuilding is not healthy when you're prepping for a competition. Right? So those two weeks before a show where we're again, it's for those who don't know bodybuilding at the last two weeks is not really healthy for your body. You're putting it through hormone changes. You're at low, uh, you're not eating much. Like there is a little bit of, um, 
unhealthy side effects that can come alongside with that, right? But again, it's two weeks and it sorts itself out. And if you do do it properly and not stupidly, and if you know how to die properly and reverse out, then you're totally fine. There's no issue. But this is exactly what Walter said. I've gotten so, so many people who criticize me for being in the gym constantly. I get told I am an egotist because I am in the gym constantly. I get, I've had girls on Tinder when I was, uh, so after my ex and I broke up, I downloaded Tinder and it was, um, I would have girls swipe on me as a joke because they thought the pictures I was using in my profile, which were photo shoot pictures, which I now learns many people thought I was a fake profile. And they're like, you look like such a dude. Like, I bet you're a gigantic douchebag in real life. I was like, hi to you too. That was the first message. I was like, yeah, okay. It was nice to talk to you. <laughs> but yeah, this is it. And yeah, yeah. it's, it's the, but this is what you're talking about. And sorry, continue. I yeah. just want to put that in. Well, I, in answer to what you just said though, I mean, let me ask you this is, uh, being in a chlorinated Olympic-sized pool, swimming for eight to ten hours a day, leading up to your Olympics trial. Yeah, a healthy way to live. Yeah, I, and this is what it comes down to. Athlete. Yeah, and this is what it, this is what the argument has been coming down to is, oh, are you really healthy if you eat if you eat meat, or are you really healthy if you have protein, or are you really healthy if you do do bodybuilding competitions, like all this stuff, right? And I think at the end of the day, it's not that it's not the one day of the year that you compete. It's not the two weeks. It's not that let's say a month out of one month out of 12, let's say you have unhealthy days. There's 365 days in a year. Let's say 28 of those days, maybe you had cheats in your meal and your diet. Maybe you decided to go out and have fun with friends and went for a drink or two, or you stayed up past three in the morning, stuff like that. We're not talking about this. It's the consistent, consistent, I'm going to eat so bad every single day. I'm going to drink pop every single day. Um, you know, the water in my body is really just Coca-Cola, that type of stuff. Um, and I get the argument, yeah, is it really healthy to be in the gym three hours a day? In my opinion, yes, because for who I am and I am, my health, I do have a heart condition. I have shitty lungs from asthma from growing up. And I am in so much better shape still than 95% of the population because I continue to go to the gym. And if I'm in the gym two, three hours a day, A, first off, it's what I want to do. It's making my mental health better. I do enjoy it, so I will continue to do it. And B, my, my actual physical health is great. I went into the hospital three times in December because of a heart issue. And I've come out and they did all these tests. And so far, knock on wood, I still don't have any issues. And it's thankfully because I keep care of myself. Right? Absolutely. You know, what if I had three coffees a day? Is that, that would probably, my heart would explode at that point, right? It's just stuff like this. And it's the consistency of it, you know. Uh, and I think that's the issue. I'm led to remember a client of mine who was going to have major surgery on both her ankles. Uh, it's fused bones. And after it was all done, she came back and she, she uh, thanked me for the fact that her doctor had told her she would not have recuperated in like three times the amount of time if she had not been spending the hour a day with me. Yeah. You know, 
um, those are the things, those are the, the extra benefits. It's not just about what we look like, but it's about the fact that we can recuperate more quickly from surgeries. Right. We're taking care of ourselves. The yeah. body is a temple. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of this body positivity, like the, the negative, because we, we do this to look a certain way, but we're also doing it to try to reach a certain level of strength and health. And I can't remember the exact quote, but there was some Greek philosopher that's like, it's it a shame. And I'm going to post it later. Is it? Okay. I'm not sure yeah. if this is the same quote, but it's like, it would be such a shame for a man or a woman to go through their entire life and not see the true potential of their body. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. If it is, yeah, then great. It is. it is. Okay, perfect. Um, and I read that quote when I was like 12. And I was like, holy shit, that's so true. Like, why wouldn't you want to see how strong you can get? Why wouldn't you see how tough you can get? How mentally tough you can get? How fast you can get? Um, you know, like, how many situations have you been in where you got lucky or because your strength kicked in and you were able to, you know, force yourself out of an injury, if that makes sense, right? I've, I've been in situations where I've been walking down, excuse me, I've been walking down hills in rough kind of wooded areas and I've tripped, but I can stick my arm out and I can hold my body up against the tree so I wouldn't fall down a 10 foot ledge. I've been in those situations and it's like, God damn, if I was still 115 pounds, I would be right to the ground, right? I'm strong enough now that I can hold myself up. I'm strong enough now that I've had friends who've injured themselves. I had to carry them. I've had to carry them off fields. I've had to carry, or shit, man, even <laughs> my girlfriend being drunk on a night out and she's in high heels and her feet hurt, I can throw her on my back and I can walk her home. I mean, it's a pretty good feeling. I'm just going to say it's a pretty good feeling. But, you know, it's just stuff like that. And I think it's just what it's become has become dangerous because you're promoting a lifestyle that says it's okay to be unhealthy. And these promotions are to people who, A, may not have the best self-confidence, so they look up to you and they're like, they're okay with it, so I'll be okay with it, and I don't have to make any changes. Or it's to young kids who are very, very, uh, what's the word? Tempted. Talk around it. Tempted to, okay. they look up to you, brainwashed, whatever the fuck okay. that word is. Uh, they look up to you and they're like, influence, thank you. The influencers, yeah, they're influenced by this magazine or the fact that you made this post and they're like, you know what? She looks that way. And uh, she doesn't work out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Or she doesn't die right, so I'm gonna do that. What's even worse is when I see these models actually working out with trainers, um, and they're posting their workouts, and that's amazing. I love it. Keep doing it. Uh, but what they're saying is, I work out and I still look like this, and I do diet properly, and you know I still look like this, and this is totally okay. I was like. If you dieted properly, you wouldn't be looking like that, huh? Like, I'm sorry, but you're you're just putting out lies, and it's dangerous to people who don't know any better. And through my experience as a trainer, there is a lot of people who don't know any better, and it's really unfortunate. But when you're 400 pounds and you work out for 30 minutes a day, that probably burns. Let's say you know they're doing hit workouts, so like let's say 150, 200 calories. 
Um, again, at 400 pounds, your daily caloric maintenance is probably around 4,000 calories. You're telling me that you're dieting on your 2,000 calorie diet and you're still 400 pounds? I am smelling and calling bullshit because that is a lie. You are definitely not eating just 2,000 calories because you would have lost weight. And again, it's not a fast progression. It would have been a pound a week, two pounds a week maybe at the start. But the fact that you are still the same weight, then I'm sorry, that's bullshit. And you're you're expressing these lies to people who are easily influenced and don't know any better, and that's dangerous in my opinion, and is not what body, body positivity is about, in my opinion. Again, in my opinion. I have to say, I, I mean, I, I have seen examples of, of trainers um, who had lived our lifestyle and and then, for whatever reason, decided to give it up. They're still training people. They're still working out for two hours a day, but they're eating a relaxed diet. Yeah. It doesn't mean a crazy diet. It just means a relaxed diet. So they are softer looking. They are rounder looking, and perhaps they're a little happier than we are sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. um, they're still healthy. They're still in good shape. Exactly. They have not gone to the other extreme, and and then just said, "But I love myself." I'm gonna. That's great because Stephanie Buttermore, PhD. If you guys know her on YouTube, um, she's crazy smart, beautiful girl, uh, ton like very positive. She's amazing. Um, and she is exactly what you said. She was a bikini competitor. It was too hard on her body. It was too hard on her mental health. And she switched over to the all-in diet. She eats when she's hungry. She doesn't overeat. She eats what she feels like she wants to eat. But she knows better that she still has to exercise. And yes, she's gained about 20, 25 pounds uh, since she started this diet. She's a bit rounder. She still, she still looks great, in my opinion. She still looks healthy, just a little bit thicker. And she knows what she's doing because she actually, again, she's done the research and she knows how to eat properly. But she doesn't all in diet. She eats what she wants, but she's not overeating. She eats, and it's not like I'm going to eat till I'm full and then more. She eats what she wants to eat when she's hungry, and then she waits to the next meal, eats what she wants to eat when she's hungry, goes on to the next meal. It's not like she's having pizza, ice cream, hot dogs, hamburgers. It's I'm going to have a protein shake for breakfast. And then I get hungry. Okay, I'm going to have some toast with avocado and some ham and tomatoes and a salad and, uh, and a smoothie. But it works for her. It works for her. It's not like, you know, yeah, she's, she's a little bit thicker and she has a bit more body fat, but she's still healthy. She's still in great shape. She still exercises. She still is eating healthy. She's not eating deep fried processed saturated fat trans fat foods. So that is the body positivity that I love to see. Whereas the opposite is what you said is is just off the charts and is, in my opinion, wrong to promote. Um, yeah, so that's that's that, and that leads into our last point of. I we'll just do one more question today, because um, we'll we'll bring up a few more. I like these. I like doing these yeah. question and answers. So we'll do a few more. How did you get over your body dysmorphia? Uh, so that one was actually guided to me on my uh, personal account um, from a friend in high school, actually, uh, who messaged me. Uh, you can talk about this, too, if you want, because I know you probably had your fair share. My body dysmorphia is still not gone. I will tell you right now, it is still not gone. I will tell you, below, it is like 95% better than what it used to be. 
it used to be to the point of about six to seven years, I want to kill myself every day because I look in the mirror, and if it didn't look the way I thought I needed to look, I would be like, fuck this. Excuse me. I am, like, I'm so depressed that I look like this. Uh, and keep in mind, I, I probably looked better than 95% of the population. But again, I was looking at that 5% who looked better than me, and I was bullied all through high school. So I was like, you know what? I have to... I have to get to a point where I am perfect. I can, and I will never be perfect, and that's that depressed me. You know, I looked, I looked like this some days. I'm not sure if you guys can see it, but you know, I had I had six pack. I had a decent amount of muscle, and I still would look at that picture and be like, I am fucking disgusting, and it would make me depressed and suicidal. So, how did I get over that? <laughs> The biggest thing I think was just like building your body, it's building your mental state is like, it's a journey. It's a long fucking time to get over and you may never get over. You just learn how to cope with it better. I went to therapy for a year to actually just deal with mainly this issue. That was like my overall issue. Everything that else that affects me usually came from the body dysmorphia. Um, so I went to therapy and that helped tremendously. But I mean, like the main things that I learned was and had to really force myself to enact was no day is going to be perfect. There will always be days that are better than some or worse than some. But I have to be, I have to say to myself, I am happy with my progress, but there is still work to do. Now, I also had to, and I still have trouble with this one. Uh, I also had to say to myself, you know, it's okay to have a cheat meal once in a while in my off season. On season, I have no problem. I can diet like crazy and I have no issue. So those three week, three three months of dieting, I've never had an issue with it. And my body dysmorphia never really came in. I just felt I was small. That's really all it was. Um, but in my off season, it comes from I feel small and fat now because I'm not as lean as I was. So I, I really have to – and it's still it's – still, bugs me if my coach doesn't tell me I get cheat meal then I will feel horrible for having one um, and it's really a process of learning okay this is fine it's once and you're not doing this every meal and you're not doing this every day chill out it's your off season you can relax a little bit so what if you have a little extra fluff you're still in great shape you still have tons of progress you still made tons of progress and you'll still make tons of progress because you have you're 22 you have tons of time to continue to work on yourself. I want to accept the fact that it's totally okay to do it. I just say it was okay that it happened. Let's continue and move on like kind of what you were saying earlier. Um, but really it came down to being okay with my progress and being happy and I'm genuinely happy with my progress and then just knowing there's more work to do. And that's that was tough to get to because I've never been happy with my progress um, and it stems mainly from the fact I was bullied a lot uh, for being so skinny and even bullied for trying to work out. Like for a year or two years, I was bullied for trying to work out. Like people would make jokes like, oh, man, you're so big. So now when I actually get a compliment, it's like, you're lying? Like why? No, you're lying. You're not actually giving me a compliment. I feel like somebody's either lying to me or there's some sort of joke there. And it took me a while to actually accept the compliment. Like, I mean, shit, how many times have you said I look great? And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I look like shit right now, right? 
and it just took such a long time to get to that point. And it's that's it, though. I mean, unfortunately, what works for me probably won't work for you. Maybe it will, but the best thing I can say to you is just try to keep figuring out ways to improve your uh, mental health and being more positive, um, making sure that you know you are staying healthy and that you know you do at least. The one thing that did help me was doing one thing that led to my goal a day. If uh, if my goal was to gain weight, then I'm going to work out. And I had no problem working out, so that definitely helps. Um, if my goal was to lose weight, I do cardio, and that helps, right? It's just these little things that, that you have to kind of put into action that over time will hopefully lead to a bigger, bigger goal of, you know, being okay with who you are and the actual body positivity that we want to talk about, right? I think that's kind of it. I kind of rambled there. It's hard to talk about that one. Well, I'll take it from my side of the, the coin then. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, uh, I think my dysmorphia comes to a certain extent from the fact of being gay. And after you're 40 in the gay world, you're pretty much invisible anyway. Um, I'm very happily married, but I still want to be viable, so to speak, right. yeah. um, and healthy. Now, given that, 63 years old, hormonally, we are not the same. Metabolically, we are not the same. So I have other issues, mostly body fat storage that comes on like that um, to deal with. Um, and it's a lot more difficult to put muscle on. It's yeah. been taking me years now to get where I am now. And it's not where I want to, to be. But I'm looking at where I wanted to be, generally speaking, is where I would be if I were my age now and had started at 30. Right. And I didn't. So um, it's uh, a different kind of dysmorphia. I'm right. always looking. I'm always too soft. I'm always a little too saggy. My face is never going to be young again. Um, and, uh, you know, there's always that drive that it's got to be better. It's yeah. got to be more. I've got to be, 4% isn't good enough if I can achieve 3% body fat. Yeah, yeah. And then fall over dead. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, there, there's that sort of thing. But I think, you know, I can get depressed. And I do from time to time. Um, you know, the beginning of the pandemic did a number on me. I was having a really hard time because I didn't have weights and I wasn't sure how to proceed. Intellectually, I know how to proceed, but I don't like proceeding that way because I like the weights. I like the gym. I like being where I want to be. Yeah. Shit, I can't be there, right? And uh, again, what does that accomplish for me? Yeah. You know? So my, my question for people who are dealing with, with dysmorphia on my end, or on any end for that matter, is like, what are you reading? What are you doing to improve yourself on a daily basis? It's not just about the body. The body is important, yes. It is the place we live in from the time we're born to the time we die. And you want to keep your house nice. But what's happening to your brain? What's happening to your soul? I mean, those are really important things. And if all you're focused on all the time is your weight you're going to get depressed at yeah. some phase if all you're worried about is your musculature 
you're going to get depressed. But if you also are looking towards other things, if you have other goals outside of your physical life, that's going to help you deal with the dysmorphia because you have other things going on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, unfortunately, those of us who are dysmorphic have a tendency to then focus in only on that. And then only the workouts are important. Only the diet is important. I'm going to spend another three hours after working out all day planning what I'm going to work out tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and why it's better than it would have been if I'd done it before, you know? Yeah. Um, Men's Ooh. Fitness Magazine did such a number on me in, in the, the 90s because I could choose every day a new bicep workout, a new chest workout. And then I was constantly changing and I wasn't sticking to anything on yeah. a regular basis. I have to say, uh, you know, I, I keep going back to this Anthony Robbins analogy of the plane taking off and going to Los Angeles and hitting headwinds and having to go like this. Yeah. Our programs, our lives, are not based on a straight line from A to B. They're based on movement back and forth. And you can set those goals with the knowledge that there's going to be movement off. And you're going to gain a little, and you're going to lose a little, and you're going to have an injury so you don't get to work out that, and that muscle will feel like it's lagging behind. But long term, as long as you stick to the course, you're going to get to the goal. Yeah. Just don't let all the side winds blow you off course. And that's exactly. the tendency that I have is if I start to get depressed, I can get way off course by going straight to my depression instead of saying, okay, what do I need to change? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You brought up a good point, though, that I kind of glazed over. Um, you talked about being gay and that, you know, that how that affects your dysmorphia. Uh, I think talking about being men uh, definitely plays into that too, because we aren't we aren't told to com- get compliments the same way. We aren't um, we aren't looked at the same way in society when it comes to complimenting other guys or having women compliments us, right? And you know, if you get bullied, and this was, I'm just speaking from my experience, I got bullied a lot, and I got called names and all this shit and skinny and blah blah blah, and you know, I thought. You know, because of because of that, I was never going to find a girl or a girlfriend or somebody who would actually date me. Uh, and then it goes into the mindset of they are always talking about you have to have you have to be very muscular, you have to have a six pack, you have to have a lot of money, you have to have a full head of hair, you have to you have to be six foot two, like all this shit that. Um, men have to be and as a 11 12 13 year old kid and getting made fun of by the people who i thought were like closer to that level in middle school and high school uh because you know they were dating the girl that i wanted to date at the time like all that shit it really did a number on me right um i think a lot of this morphia is like you look for validation with this like, I'm not going to lie, I still, as much as I say, fuck people, like, I don't care what other people's opinion are. Yeah, I, I don't to an extent, but there are still some days where it's like, it's nice to get that validation. It's nice to have people lust over you or to have people uh, want to look like you or uh, be you or be like you and all this shit, right? Um, and that that dysmorphia of you, you have those feelings, so you would look up and lust after somebody 
and want to be like somebody else. And that dysmorphia kicks into you. So you're looking for that validation from somebody. And if you don't get it, it really affects you, right? And I mean, how often do we get that? We get that a little more now, I will say, because of how we do look now. But at the start of our fitness journeys, I was getting nothing. I'm sure you were probably getting nothing, right? Um, it turns out I actually, like in my second year of working out in high school, I had a friend who told me, he's like, oh my God, everybody in my group, like he was a year younger than me. He's like, everybody wanted to date you. Everybody looked up to you. You were the guy that did fashion. You were the guy that played drums. You were the guy that was working out and you would, you, you looked good. I was like, in my head, I was like, I look like shit. I was still skinny. I was like, but my, the second thought was, why the fuck did nobody tell me this? My self-confidence would have fucking skyrocketed and I probably wouldn't want it to kill myself every day, man. Like Jesus. But nobody told me this shit. So I went through through life thinking that I was never good enough. I was this, I was that. And the point I'm going to end off with uh, is just, you know, it gives somebody a compliment once in a while. Yeah, it might help. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the body smorphy at the end of the day is, is what Walter said. You really have to work on your mental health. Your, your positivity and your mental health. I think that plays more into uh, body dysmorphia than... Because, again, if body dysmorphia is and mental health illnesses, then the actual body does. Building your body will only get you so far. But I know guys who are 250 pounds of pure fucking muscle at 4% on stage that still think they are skinny as fuck or fat as fuck. Why can't I get bigger? Why can't I get bigger? Yeah. yeah it's insane. Yep. I want to ask you one question. If you had gotten all those compliments back then, mm-hmm. would you be the same man you are now? I would not. I will tell you. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm very glad I went through the experiences I experienced because I wouldn't have been this person. Um, I will say none of that would have gone to my head. Like it wouldn't have got to the point of me being arrogant ego, uh, egotist. I would have just been age. even at that age, because, um, I know, I know, I know it sounds weird, but I, I wouldn't have gotten to me. I just would have been more confident in the fact that I would have actually talked to a girl. Instead of going like, huh. <laughs> but, you know, it's like it would have just actually given me more confidence. And I will say it would have improved. Um, it definitely would have improved, you know, what I was planning on doing. But again, I'm happy it didn't because I that what I was planning on doing, I didn't really want to do. And what I'm doing now is what I really want to do. So I am kind of glad it went this way because this is where I wanted to end up really. And if I kept going straight, it would have been, it probably would have hit me 20 more years down the line and I just wouldn't have known it until then. I've been like, where did this all come from? And that's the example where sometimes taking the tailwind is yeah. the best way to go. Exactly. Yeah. The road less traveled. Yeah. So there it is, guys. Yeah. Um, this was longer than we expected. I like these. We'll keep doing them. Um, because there's really nothing else to talk about right now. Well, you're right. <laughs> you get so please, talking. guys, questions. Send us more questions. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, I'm Matthew. I'm Walter. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Keep washing your hands. And stay safe. Peace out, guys.